Welcome to Excel Leadership, an organization devoted to navigating enterprise on the high seas. Core values, core leadership, and core training. Dr. Bill Purvis is the leader of one of America's mega churches, a highly sought after motivational speaker, and founder and CEO of Excel Leadership. Businesses and industries today spend enormous amounts of money on training and wonder why they aren't seeing the results of these expenditures. Excel Leadership delivers results. Excel Leadership challenges you to grow in your personal life, leadership skills, and alignment of core values to achieve your maximum potential. Let's listen in as Bill speaks to a live audience of people just like you who are eager to grow in their leadership skills. All right. This lesson today is going to be the one that uh, I guarantee you, it, it's the one you'll say, I wish I'd known that years ago. I could have saved myself some scars. I developed this actually about five years ago. I was at a ball game with a guy, a businessman, and he said, why aren't you uh, associated with, and he named somebody, I said, we just don't have the same core values. And, and that was before the term became famous and popular, but, uh, but that was the way we termed it. And he said, uh, what do you mean by that? And I shared just a nugget or two of it, and when I did, he said, do me a favor. He said, develop that, and he was a writer and pretty successful guy. He said, develop that, and he said, and when you do, he said, I want you to uh, send me the first CD or tape you do. And so I did. I, I preached it one Sunday a couple years ago, and the tapes just flew off the shelf. And then after that, I grabbed him a copy and sent it to him. And he wrote back and said, if I'd have known that years ago, I would have not tripped all the times that I got where I was at. And so that's why I want to talk to you today about that. I mentioned it the other day about values. We're going to look at that real carefully because I believe this with all my heart. I believe that values, your core values, shape everything you do in life. I think everything. I think, uh, I think your relationships, uh, who you marry, how long you stay married is all dependent on your core values. You can find people that are in love and all the rest of stuff, you know, but, but when they come down that aisle to get married, if they don't have the same core values, that marriage doesn't have a chance. There'll be a day down the road it'll break or they may stay together but it's still not going to be a marriage. Your, your relationships are determined by core values. You look at every friend you ever brought in your life or, or walked out of your life, it all was a core value issue. The job you take and how long you stay in that job is all dependent upon your core values. Your core values are what you really are. It is the unwritten constitution or bylaws of how you operate your life. And, and that's why you won't work in an environment that doesn't share the same values. You won't be a friend to somebody that doesn't have the same values. You can't make it fit. There's an old saying, birds of a feather flock together. Uh, the Bible says it this way, can two walk together, not be agreed? Somebody told me last night they wouldn't do business with somebody. And I said, why? And they said, uh, I walked in, met, met him at the business table. Two other guys were there that was his friends. He said, Bill, I know them. I wrote it off. And the guy he was going with did not know how much business he was going to bring to his table. And I said, you wouldn't give it to him? He said, didn't even bring up the subject. Wouldn't talk about it. You know why? He understood, he understood what we all know. Your friends are the biggest, biggest picture of what you are. If you want to know what's friend, what you're like, look in the mirror. If your friend gossips all the time, guess who you, what you do? You gossip all the time. If your friend's ambitious, you're ambitious. You run with people like you. That you, you know who you are by who your friends are. And, and, and we know who we are by our marriage and, and our, our, our mates. Uh, people, people marry people that have a value that's the same. That, that's the reason they got married. 
That's why when I hear some lady say, well, I married old dummy. I think, well, <laughs> you were one too. You know, you didn't get on that path because you were trying to avoid dummy. You wanted dummy for some dumb reason. And so that's why if we can catch core values early on, the earlier we are, the, the quicker we catch them, the more we now begin to filter everything through our value system. And you'll be amazed at what, in relationships, it will make rich relationships. In, in the job, it'll make a fulfilling job. In, in everything else in your life, it takes it to the level you could never get to any other way. And so that's what we are now. We're going to talk about the importance, and once a year I share that about the importance of defining and developing and defending your core values. Today I want to talk to you about defining them. What are core values? I mentioned they're, uh, they're, they're these things. Core values are the principles that are the most important to you. That's the principles of your life that that's very important, whatever that principle may be. That is your value system. That's what you like. I had one friend that told me the other day, he said, I do everything for money. I said, really? He said, Bill, money's before God, money's before wife, money's before kids, money's before health. He said, everything is money. He said, that's the way I was raised, and I have a hard time overcoming that. But he makes every decision based on money. I think that's a bad value to do your life on, but that's his value. He was honest enough about it to tell me. Some people make their value based on approval, They'll do anything for approval. Doesn't matter what it is. Just got to have approval or affirmation. And, and so whatever the value is, everybody has one. It's a matter of finding out what our values are. That's why the other week I gave out that, that thing about 13 values we have and, hold, and hope that you look at those and you may say, you know, we want to start mapping our life by those. The second thing I say is this. Core values point to what, what is non-negotiable in your life. There's certain values that you say if that, that value is more important than other things. You're willing to... That, that's the hill you're willing to die on. That's the hill you say, I'm sorry, I will not change here. There's a thousand things I may concede, give in, may, may uh, agree to, but these are the values. Doesn't have to be a lot. I only have three or four in my life that I know are the core values. I don't have a lot. Now, in the work business, we have 13 of them, but as a person, I, I only hold about three of them real high, but I'll die on that hill. That hill is not a question. And, and those are the things you have to figure out is, what are the values of your life? And, and only you can do that. Now, you can say, I've never clarified it, or I'm going to clarify it, but you have to figure out what your values are. Because once you do, that'll determine now who gets to walk in your life and who doesn't. Okay? That, that'll decide from now on who's going to be my friend, what business dealing I'm going to do, what relationships I'm going to have. From this point on, that will be the, the thing that sifts it. Now, in the truths I mentioned here in the box... Your core values will make or break every relationship you have. Your core values are more important than talent, education, or background. They really are. Your talent, education, and background may open a door, but your core values keep you in it. Those things may crack that place and put you on the platform, but it's your core values that determine how long you get to stay there. So without core values, here's three things you can put in your blank. Without core values, you are aimless. A lot of people go through life and they have, they have a dream but without values, they're really just kind of, they're kind of like a ball floating on the water. You know, there's no real direction to them. They're just going with whatever the culture says or wherever it goes. They don't really get to chart their life because their values don't come into play. And so you define your values because you want to make certain you have it. Number two is that without core values, you'll make decisions based on perceptions. You won't make the right decision because you're just making it on what it appears. And I think we all know this. Um, 
our perception may not be reality. You know, that, that may be whatever, whatever we're filtered by. You know, we look, at, we look at people that get intoxicated. We say, okay, alcohol or drugs clouded their perception. But did you know anger can cloud your perception? Bitterness can cloud your perception. Uh, the way the last salesman treated you can cloud your perception to all trades. So the way the last preacher was can cloud your perception. We're, the way the last wife or husband, you know, that reminds me of the lady one time, she's at a church and the preacher said, uh, he said, listen, if you know a perfect man, stand up. And this guy stood up. He said, John, are you telling me you're perfect? He said, no, I'm standing in for my wife's first husband, Ralph. <laughs> you, you, will be, you will be often in your life clouded by certain things. Just If a policeman's ever been bad to you, that may cloud your perception of all policemen. We are all victims of and recipients of whatever's happened in our past. But the danger is without core values, what happens is, is we, may, we may perceive wrong. And a wrong perception can mess you up. JFK Jr. died, wrong perception. Uh, and, and many folks, wrong perception puts you in the wrong place. The third thing is, without core values, you send out a conflicted life message. The reason for that is, you're wanting to go one way and you believe one thing, but you do another. You know, and, and, and without core values, you may believe we ought to tell the truth and be honest in our business, but you will allow people to cut corners and be untruthful and, 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 and never really, because they bring in the sales, never reprimand or release them because you're looking at the sales. If the value really is high that I want honesty from top to bottom in this business, then you won't tolerate anybody, no matter how much sales they bring in, that is not honest. And so your values are the greatest way to, to be the director of your life. A while back, we made a decision here in the church, and I was sitting I didn't know about it, and I, if you knew how little I knew about this operation, it would scare you. But I was sitting over there, and somebody announced something, and when they announced what we were doing, that went against, like, value number four we have. And the moment they said it, I thought, no, 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 we, we're not doing that. And, and I looked around, and everybody's all for it. It's a great idea. It's a wonderful idea. And, and so the next morning, when I walked in, and I don't go to staff meetings often, but, but I showed up that morning and said, listen, did you hear what I heard last night? And several of them said, yeah. And I said, does anybody, did the, the red flag go off? And, and most of the staff said, no, we didn't catch that. And I said, okay, what's value number? And I called out that number. And they said, oh, that's so-and-so. I said, well, this was in direct contradiction. Now we're going to pull that back and change it. And somebody said, well, wouldn't that be a mess? I said, well, then why don't we just take our values out and throw them away then? We either live by the values or we don't have them. Uh, you know, we, we, we simply decide we're going to move our life based on the values. Now, when the day was over, everybody said, you know, I'm so glad we used that as the standard to guide us. Well, sure, you'll have a lot of train wrecks if you don't have some values that guide you. Now, based on that, here's what uh, defined values will do for you. Number one, you'll have clear direction. There's a clear sense of calling that focuses your energies, and, uh, and, and it's, we call it the internal moral compass. Uh, if you're a parent, you tell your kids this. You say, let me tell you the values. I want you to tell me the truth, even if it were to get you in trouble. It'd be worse on our relationship because trust is the foundation. It'd be worse on our relationship if I can't trust you. So tell me the truth. No matter what, I want to know the truth. Now, if you're a parent and you live by that value, you know when they tell you the truth, no matter what, there are times you're just saying, yeah, and tell me more. <laughs> and, and while they're telling, oh, I understand. I thank you for being honest. And you're thinking, oh, please, you know, where does it go? But at least... You're, you're emphasizing this is the value. This is the truth. 
Um, I told my kids when they were babies, from the time they were little, I'd, I'd go in when they were little bitty babies, and I'd say, let me tell you one value daddy has. I'll love you, and I'll never stop. I will never stop loving you. And I'd say that to them when they were this big. And all three of them, they were stair steps all two years apart. So I love you, I never stop. And, and in, the little, in, in their little minds, they would sit on that bunk bed and they'd say, what if I got the dog to bite you? I said, don't matter, I love you, I'll never stop. One said, what if I pushed you off a tall building? I said, don't matter, I love you, I never stop. Well, what happened if I run over you with a car? I said, doesn't matter, I'll love you and I'll never stop. And in their little minds, I was trying to tell them, the value is in this home. There's nothing you'll ever do that'll make me quit loving you. I may not approve of what you do, but I'll never stop loving you. I shared that one Sunday morning, and a man tells me, he says, I haven't spoken to my son in eight years. My son made a decision that I didn't like, married a girl I didn't want him to marry. He said, and I told that man that, uh, I told my boy, he said, don't ever come back to my house. Don't bring that woman to my house. You're never allowed in my house. And for eight years, we've had no relationship. He said, boy, this morning I thought, what would have happened if I'd have took that same approach you took with the boys when they were little? And if I'd have said to them, I'll love you, even if you make decisions I don't agree with, he said, I've missed about eight years. And I said, let me tell you something. I wouldn't waste eight more minutes. If I was you, I'd get in that car and go to where he's at. He's lived in Kentucky. I'd get over there, and I'd tell him I was wrong. I want you to forgive me, and I want to make it back. This year, they'll spend their first Christmas together. But it's all because somebody one day didn't have the value clarified that this kind of value is the hill I die on. And so in your life, get, get, get some values down that you know are right. Make them clear. You'll be amazed at how it guides your life, and it, and it takes care of the direction. It's that moral compass we say. Number two, make decisions. That, that clear values will cause you to make decisions based on your purposes. And uh, with that, you'll have a clear understanding of what's right and wrong. You're not basing a decision now based on, on how I feel at the moment. You're basing it on the value of. And, and, and if, you, if you do that, you know, we, uh, if you don't have the values. When I first got married, I didn't know some things. I mean, my wife's here today, and, and uh, she'll tell you that. Uh, remember, the, remember, honey, the first time I went out to buy you that washer and dryer? It just, our, first, uh, our first understanding we had something wrong was this. I went to, uh, I took $400 we'd saved up, and I went to buy a washer and dryer for us. And on the way, I stopped and saw a friend of mine who wanted to sell me a brand-new dirt bike. I'd only been married two weeks. And so I thought, well, man, I got the money for that. And I drove back <laughs> with the dirt bike. And she came out to see the washer and dryer. Now, you can imagine, we had a failure of communication. We didn't have the same values. And I remember she said to me, well, I'll tell you what. She said, you can haul those clothes down to the laundromat on your dirt bike. And you can hang them off the back of it and dry them on the way back. <laughs> we need a wash and dryer. I didn't know why we needed a wash and dryer. I never had to buy a wash and dryer before. But I learned then that the purposes ought to be to build a marriage. And if I wanted to wear clean, dry clothes, I'm going to have to get rid of the dirt bike. And I went back about two days later and exchanged it. Now, you say, well, was that dumb? That wasn't the dumbest thing I ever done in marriage, but it was one of those things where I didn't have a clear purpose because I had no value about what marriage was supposed to be. The third thing is this. With, defi with uh, clearly defined core values, you'll send out a consistent life message. Here's what it does for you. Your public life and your private life is now the same. There's no difference. Sometimes people, you know, they, they, they mean well, but they'll come, I, Brother Bill, I just want to get to know you. You already do. There's nothing to be known that isn't known. You know, it's, this is it. 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I don't have two lives. I'm not smart enough to keep one running real well. So, so I, I don't have to, same person publicly that we are privately, same person. And, and the reason for that is because if you live your life by certain values, what happens is, is that's just who you are. You, it's your values that make who you are. And, and so the key of that's got to be that you've got to live with certain values that you can say, man, there's no difference. You know, I'm not trying to sell you anything. It ought to be that some of you that are salespeople, when, when you're trying to sell, and I know some like that, by the way, some good salespeople, that when they get to selling, then they get to talking to a banker or whatever, they'll say, now, wait a minute. That wasn't what I promised him. Now, this is what I promised him. And I, I thought you could do that for me. And, and I find myself in a good position because the people selling are now defending what their word was. They, I don't get in this room and feel like, uh-oh, I've got in here and suddenly i got three pitchers in a ball game. And, and that's, the, that's the part that makes you want to go back to them repeatedly. And so that your values basically are going to give you a consistent life, both, both sides. It ought to be, and, and that, that comes, if you do that, here's what you'll get in your home life. You'll get respect. You know what real success is? Real, true success is when the people that know you the best respect you. That's real success. When those people that know you outside of the office, when they have the deepest respect for you, that's success. And core values can guarantee that for you. I mentioned here in the blank, it's uh, in the box, it's important to know what your core values are because your what determines your whys and your whys determine how long. If I know what they are, that determines why I do what I do. And that determines how long I'll do it. Now, I mentioned here, your, your values are tested in the trials. That's your next blank. In the trials of life. It's real easy for somebody to say, you know, I have integrity. Uh, it's easy to say that until income tax time comes. You know, when income tax time comes, that's, that's when it's integrity. You got to ask, could I defend this? I get audited almost every year. Every year for as long as I know, you know. And I have a good tax lawyer, and, uh, and he, he works with me. But the truth is, is, I don't care what it is. I said, well, let's put it down there. And he's always right by the board. And I got him because I used to use a guy that would say, he said, well, Bill, you don't have to do this. You can do that. And I always said, no, 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 no. no I, I'm not going to stand there and face the IRS one day and say, well, he told me because they expected me. I want to do it right the first time so I don't have to come back and do it right again. And, and, and there's a real... There's a real peace with a clear conscience to be able to say everything there is exactly as it appears. And there's something about that that lets you sleep well at night. And when it comes to integrity, you don't know what a person, you bring people on around you and they work with you. They can tell you all day long they've got integrity, but wait till they're tested in it. When they're tested in it, that's when you'll find out. The other areas as well, you know, whether loyalty, honesty, whatever. You have to have testing to know whether or not it's real. And so that, that, that way, if, if it's not tested, you don't know if it's true or not. And so that's why we mentioned that values of the organization aren't, aren't really valuable if you can't defend them. And you remember Edwin Burke's famous statement, the only thing necessary for, evil to, to, uh, to, for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Now, there's three classes. When we talk about loyalty, I think I gave you this one time. Let me tell you what these are, just so you'll know it. There's three classes in the area of loyalty, and loyalty is a value I have. You don't have to have that. Don't, don't pick up my values and say, I got to have that. But... That's the way I'm wired. And so if you're wired, this way you can do it. I look at loyalty in three, three areas. There's loyalty. That is when somebody declares right up front what they believe and what they stand for. I had a man that told me one time, he said, uh, he said, Bill, I got to go meet somebody for a lunch. And I know they're going to be very critical of some people I like. 
He said, how do I get out of that? And I said, you do it real quick. Up front, you do it. Just sit down at the table, and the moment their name comes up, that's what you do. It's like this. I, I, Mark's my friend. I'm loyal to Mark. Somebody walks up and says, what do you think about Mark Rose? Immediately, before they get to go any further, I'm going to say, I like Mark. He's my friend. I think the world of him. Couldn't ask for a better guy. Now what you want to say? You see what I just did? The moment I built that wall, I'm daring them to jump over it. Now there's nothing they can do. Too often what we do is we wait till they jump the fence, and then we try to build it. And, it. and it's a little hard to throw them back out. So it's better just declare right up front. Just, just simply say on the front end, that's my friend. This way. And, and stop it. I had one time a guy in my office came in. He wanted to say something negative about another person. Well, let me tell you about so-and-so. I know you think the world of them, but here's what they're really like. And I said, hold it. Hold Time out. Stop, stop, stop. The moment somebody talks about somebody else to me, I don't want nothing to do with them. And here's why. If they'll talk about them to me, they'll talk about me to them. Okay? I mean, they, the, the leopard don't change his spot when he walks out the door. He's still a leopard. And so, so the moment somebody does it, they just told you something. But I stopped. In the middle of the conversation, I reached over and pressed the button, called my secretary. I said, call, and I named his name. Call so-and-so. Don't get him on the phone for me. He said, you call him? I said, yeah. You want to talk about him? You need to talk to him here. He said, no, you can't do that. By the time he got off, hey. I said, listen, so-and-so's over here right now, and he wanted to say some things about you to me, and I don't want to hear it unless you're here. And I said, you think you drop by here? I'll be right there in just a minute, Bill. He said, no, no, no. And he darted out the door. I hadn't seen him since. <laughs> he ain't been in church. He ain't been. He's gone. Now, does that tell you it's true? Tells you that he must have had something wrong. If it's true, you can say it up front. There's no problem with that. I'm always scared of anonymous. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I have a lady on our staff. She throws away bad mail or anonymous. That's why I love everybody. I assume everybody loves me. I've never got a bad letter. Uh, you know, it's their job. Throw them away. I, I keep the good ones. Throw away the bad ones. It's a real easy way to live your life. You know, I mean, that, you know, I, I don't. I wouldn't go over to Mark's place and drink oil. You know, I don't. I don't take in something bad for me. And so, so it makes life a whole lot better. If they go through that way, it just sifts it and makes it a whole lot cleaner for you. It keeps you from having baggage. But the good part about loyalty is this. When you're loyal to your friends, you'll find you'll attract loyal people. So you always get what you are. You always get what you, you can't change that. So you get what you are by that. Then there's what we call disloyalty. Disloyalty is when, when somebody just, you know, they work for you, but they don't really value the relationship, the company, whatever. And behind their back, they're always creating fires or breaking division. And you know that no matter what, they, they're just, that's the way they're wired up. They would rather find dirt. They'd rather find problems. They'd rather spend their day talking about the negative than doing something positive. And you know those kind of people. Now, they're a cancer. Get rid of them. You know, they, can, they can be in some other organization, but they don't need to be in yours. Because in time, that cancer will feed and take on. So there has to be a day you got to call them in and say, listen, I love you, you love me, and all that kind of stuff, but uh, we can't work together because I spend more time putting out fires you begin, and I'm not in the business of putting out fires. So I got an idea. Why don't you go your way, I'll go mine, and we're going to have a good relationship. Is that good? And, and that's the way to do it. It's easier to do that. And I, what I've always found is if they're about 30 and above, they're not going to change. If they're under 30, you can probably correct them and change them. But when they're a little older than that, I found out that's just the way they're wired, and they got to really work hard to be broken in, in some serious places to make those kind of changes. Not they can't, but they, they need to be aware of it. The third one is, a, is the one that, this is the one of all three of them that I don't like, uh, and I don't like this one because this one here is not honest. I'd rather somebody just come up and tell me up front, you know, I'm not with you, don't like you, da da da. Tell me to my face. But our loyalty is this one. Our loyalty is the person who listens, but they don't say anything. But then they go to you later and they tell you 
what the other said. You know, uh, it's, it, it's the, uh, you know, somebody comes to you, well, I, I just don't like, you know, so-and-so said they didn't like you, didn't like the company, didn't like the way you ran things. And you say, what did you say? Well, I didn't say nothing, but I just want to tell you about it. And those are all loyal people. They're as bad as disloyal people. Those are the kind of people that need some backbone. Those are the kind of people that need to have some values in their life. Because what they've done is they've really said, I'm not with anybody. They've just kind of said, I'm just a carrier of the stuff. And, and, and what I believe in an in organization particularly is, uh, it's kind of like a lady told me one time, she said, I don't know why everybody brings me all the garbage. They just bring it to me. I said, I'll tell you why. Because you're a garbage can. You know, where do you put your garbage? You put it in a garbage can. Good people, they don't, if, if you're a good person, they don't throw all that stuff on you. They don't bring it to you. But, but they bring it if they think you're a garbage can. They say, well, they'll listen to it. And the quickest way to stop all of it is just stop it. Just, just put a stop to it where you are. So core values are the keys in, in your life, whether it be honesty or integrity or loyalty, any of those areas. Figure out what your values are. Some of you may have a value of excellence. You hate to see something done in a, in a, in a bad way or less than best way. And that's a great value. Maybe the value that you live in down. Uh, whatever your values are, it may be a value of being on time. I know one particular friend, well, I mean, his value is, and he, he makes me feel bad for this. I mean, he said, Bill, if you got 60 people in a room and you're one minute late, you just wasted 60 minutes. And I said, well, I don't waste 60 minutes. I wasted one. Nope. 60 people collectively, that's 60 minutes. And, uh, and, and his value is, that's the time. That's a big issue to him. Whatever your values are, figure those values out. The best thing you could do is write out what is it about you that makes you who you are and what is it about you that puts you on the same journey with others and makes you love what it, whatever place you work at. And if you can define those core values, I promise you something, you will start moving ahead regardless of what opposition comes or how bad the market is. You will get ahead in life just because you're carried by something like the submarine. It's not, it's not the outer circumstances to have a thing to do with how you go in life. It's something underneath that takes you to your destination. And the values, I promise you, once you pass them to your kids, you'll watch them be fleshed out when they're older, and you'll look back sometime and say, man, they may not make it to Harvard, but I'm going to tell you something. They've got more character than anybody I know. And in the end, character beats talent every single time they face each other. If you're listening to a borrowed copy of this lesson, consider becoming an Excel Leadership member. Visit our website at www.xl-leadership.com. That's xcel-leadership.com. Or call 1-800-474-9235. Each month, you'll receive an audio lesson, informative lesson outlines, an attractive library-quality storage binder to organize your material, plus an opportunity to purchase Excel Leadership Mentoring Tools at a discount. Don't miss out on future lessons. Contact Excel Leadership today at www.xl-leadership.com. Excel Leadership, providing you with professional leadership training.